So how alone are we in our galaxy? Hmm, crickets. Yep, we're mostly alone out here. But are there other civilizations lurking somewhere out there in the depths of the Milky Way? Could they possibly have evil intentions and be a threat to us? Hey, like we need more threats. Well, hey, let's have some fun with this. Some theorists reviewed humans' history and past actions toward one another. No miscongeniality awards there. And assuming they were somehow like us, use this to calculate the probability of space invaders. They determined that there could be four evil civilizations in our galaxy. The four could be eager for intergalactic domination, or maybe just for a good game of dominoes. They could be highly advanced in technology, or they've only just invented an evil version of game consoles. To understand how advanced these cultures could be and what to expect, there is a way to define their threat levels. A method called the Kardashev scale analyzes intergalactic nations' possible abilities. With three different levels, it reviews the amount of energy a civilization could take from their star, indicating their tech level. This only includes those that have reached interstellar communication. So any other beings out there using, let's say, space pigeons will, of course, be excluded. Type 1 shows that they can harness the energy from the sun, but only from what is received within their own planet, like solar power panels. Type 2 is where they can use the energy directly from the sun, like through a Dyson sphere. It's used to harness all of the sun's energy, having been built entirely around it. And lastly, Type 3, where civilization can use all elements provided by the galaxy, with the power to not only harness the energy from stars, but also black holes, even the central supermassive one. These levels are important to assess how advanced civilizations could be out there. The Milky Way is estimated to be around 13.6 billion years old. Modern humans have only been around for the last 200,000 years, and we're only a Type 1. It's scary to imagine the time other beings have had to develop. We're considered a bit of a late bloomer in comparison. Earth is, shall we say, late to the party because we're located on the outer arms of the galaxy. Mathematicians posit that more centralized star systems have had more time to progress. Now, with that in mind, how common would other intelligent beings be in the galaxy? With all the life-ending events Earth has survived, it's a miracle to have a planet like ours, and that we would be unique, or are we? Well, there are 100 trillion stars in our galaxy, and there are up to 200 billion planets, with an estimated 300,000 exoplanets capable of sustaining the kind of life we know about. From those habitable planets, how could we tell which ones have other beings eager to send us an email? No one's had the time to individually count, of course. The Drake equation can give us some rough numbers if we take averages of a few key factors. It breaks down the criteria of how many planets with life are intelligent enough to make communication. The numbers are huge, considering how many stars might have planets. And from there, we distill it down further to those within the habitable zone in the solar system. This zone is called the Goldilocks zone, as it's not too far from the sun and not too close to it. It's just right. We reduce the numbers even further by calculating which of those habitable planets will then be able to support life. 
And from those random places, the equation takes the probability of how many intelligent beings will be and if they are intelligent enough to communicate. The criteria is complicated, and so it's not an easy equation to explain. But from its estimate, there could be up to 100 million planets with intelligent civilizations. But just like with Earth's history or struggles, these civilizations may also have their own challenges. World-ending events should be thrown into the equation, like asteroids, solar flares, supervolcanoes, and supernova. They could also destroy themselves through technology, like AI dominance or nanotech, or by affecting their own ecosystems and running out of resources, or by just acting stupidly. If we take these into the equation, the remaining living civilizations could be around 15,000. But what could they possibly want from humans? We do have an abundance of rare earth materials that could be of value, ready to be harvested and easily collected. Besides an appealing vast amount of water they could suck dry, hydrogen is a required element of rocket fuels. Though these things aren't exactly rare in the galaxy and could be harvested easier from other closer solar systems or asteroids. Our technology might be intriguing to them. Our range of innovations on Earth, invented while being isolated in separate countries, help provide different technology paths around the world. Other civilizations could have followed a completely different route and didn't learn the importance of many things we have here on Earth, like karaoke. The same goes for applied sciences, where they may have evolved in different atmospheres with different elements. Their science would be mainly affected by that, and ours would provide them with more knowledge. Then there's one of the rarest things in the galaxy, that Earth can support life. This would be very useful for an intergalactic traveler, rather than going through the long process of terraforming an unlivable planet. Why not just take it? With a cozy outpost, it would be a lovely little holiday destination when they need some time off from conquering other civilizations. Fortunately, they wouldn't be interested in eating us or probably wouldn't have an appetite for anything on Earth. They would need to have similar biochemistry and require the same enzymes to process the molecules we're built from. Whew. But the most likely thing they would want is to remove any competition. The biggest threat to them is anything that would provide a challenge to their domination. But before you get too frightened by these evil civilizations, this was based on human behavior. It's possible that any beings out there could lack or avoid many of our human emotions. For instance, their capacity for anger might be limited, or they could have evolved without it. They could come from a world with a history so different from ours that they could be overly trusting making us the bad guys. But again, they may also lack empathy and other positive traits we have. Well, let's hope they only have our nice traits. An exoplanet is any planet inside our solar system. Some of them are free-floating. Those are called rogue planets. They move around the galactic center. Others orbit their host star, or two. For the first time, astronomers discovered exoplanets in the 1990s. Since then, scientists have found thousands of them. And now, you can sneak a peek too. Spoiler alert, some exoplanets are pretty bizarre. Others resemble our home planet and could probably support life. The closest to Earth exoplanet is Proxima Centauri b. It's a mere 4.2 light-years away from Earth. 
Recently, astronomers have found out that this world might resemble Earth even more than previously thought. It's only 17% more massive than our home planet. It orbits a star that is dimmer and less massive than the Sun. Proxima Centauri b is in the middle of the star's habitable zone. This means that chances are liquid water and life might exist on the planet. It looks like the exoplanet is tidally locked with its parent star. This means one of its sides faces the star at all times, and the other is always in the darkness. Scientists haven't figured out yet whether the planet has an atmosphere. It's traveling too close to its star and completes one orbit within 11 Earth days. The radiation from the star might be pulling the planet's air away. If this is the case, Proxima Centauri b isn't likely to have liquid water on its surface. Gleis 832c is 16 light-years away from Earth. In the cosmic scheme of things, it's a stone's throw away. This exoplanet is five times as massive as Earth and travels much closer to its parent star. That's why a year on this planet lasts a mere 36 days. But since this star is a red dwarf, much cooler and dimmer than the Sun, Gliese 832c gets as much light and heat as our planet does. At the same time, it's still unclear if Gliese 832c is similar to Earth. It probably has a much thicker atmosphere that creates a runaway greenhouse effect. This phenomenon occurs when a planet absorbs more heat from its host star than it can release back into space. This means that Gliese 832c is more likely to resemble scorching hot Venus rather than relatively cool Earth. Another Earth-like planet, TOI-700d, is 100 light-years away from us in the constellation Dorado. It orbits a small and rather cool dwarf star that is about 40% of the mass and size of the Sun. Its surface temperature is half as high as that of our star. The outermost planet, which is the very TOI-700d, is almost the size of Earth. It also sits in the habitable zone of its parent star. No flares from TOI-700 reach the planet. This increases the chances of the exoplanet being habitable. This means it can potentially develop and maintain life. Scientists don't know for sure the exact conditions on the surface of the planet. But one of the computer simulations they've created shows a planet covered with an ocean. It has a very dense atmosphere dominated by carbon dioxide. Astronomers think a similar atmosphere surrounded Mars when it was a young planet. But another 3D model shows TOI-700d as an all-land, cloudless world. That's what our Earth would probably look like if it wasn't covered with oceans. Winds on TOI-700d move away from the night side of the planet and meet in the area that directly faces the star. There is an exoplanet that stands out among the rest because of its awesome magenta color. You can find this world in the Virgo constellation. The planet is called Gliese 504b. The distance between this planet and its parent star is nine times the distance between the Sun and Jupiter. The planet formed relatively recently and is still glowing with heat. That's why its surface looks pinkish. Just 20 light-years away from the Sun, which isn't such a great distance when we talk about space, a bizarre rogue planet is roaming our home Milky Way galaxy. But even though this planet doesn't orbit any star, it still has an incredibly powerful magnetic field. It's 4 million times stronger than Earth's magnetic field. 
The exoplanet also produces amazing auroras. When it was discovered in 2016, astronomers were almost sure they had detected a brown dwarf, which is an object too large to be a planet and too small to be a star. But later, scientists received proof that the space object wasn't big enough to be a brown dwarf. The planet sure is a mammoth among its peers. It's 1.2 times as wide as the largest planet of the solar system, Jupiter, and more than 12 times as heavy. Astronomers think the exceptional strong magnetic field helps the planet produce the auroras. But the most curious thing is that they're generated in a different way than auroras on Earth. It might be because the exoplanet's moon helps the planet create these light shows. If you traveled 20,000 light years away from Earth, you'd come close to a red dwarf in the Sagittarius constellation. Such stars are very cool and small. Quite far away from this cold star, there's a planet. The distance between this world and its host star is so great that the planet receives very little heat. It's one of the coldest planets ever detected. The average surface temperature on the planet is lower than negative 360 degrees Fahrenheit. That's why the entire planet is covered with a thick layer of ice. If you stepped onto its surface, you'd see nothing but glaciers, plains, and mountains of ice. And still, astronomers claim life might exist deep beneath the frozen surface. All because the core of the planet is likely to generate enough heat to melt some of its inner ice. In this case, there would be an enormous subsurface ocean, maybe even swarming with bizarre life forms on the planet. The center of the Milky Way is a story of intense radiation, gravity, and mystery. A place where the forces of nature are pushed to their limits. But what if our own planet were to find itself in this cosmic theater? What would happen if the Earth were located there and somehow managed to survive? Let's start this journey to the heart of our galaxy and find out. Picture this. You're floating in space, surrounded by billions and billions of stars. Suddenly, you see a bright swirling mass of gas and dust in the distance. That, my friend, is the Milky Way galaxy, our home in the vast expanse of the universe. The Milky Way is estimated to contain over 100 billion stars and is about 100,000 light years across. In other words, if you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take you 100,000 years to cross the Milky Way from one end to the other. It's a couple trillions of miles. And it isn't just a static collection of stars and gas. It's a dynamic, evolving system. In fact, the Milky Way is currently hurtling through space at a speed of about 1.3 million miles per hour. One of the most fascinating things about our galaxy is its shape. The Milky Way is a spiral galaxy, which means that it kind of looks like a disk with a central bulge and spiral arms. The spiral arms are the areas where new stars are born. It's where the most stars, gas, and dust are concentrated. And this is where the solar system is located. Our system is like a tiny speck in the grand cosmic tapestry of the Milky Way. It's about 26,000 light years away from the center of the galaxy. A pretty long distance, isn't it? The solar system is also moving through the Milky Way as it orbits around the galactic center, 
It takes about 230 million years for our system to make one complete orbit around the galaxy. Just imagine that. Since the time of the dinosaurs, we've traveled just a quarter of this way. The position of the solar system in the galaxy affects our life in many ways. For example, things like the amount of radiation and cosmic rays we're exposed to, and even the likelihood of asteroid impacts, and so on. Also, thanks to our location, we can enjoy some pretty amazing views of the universe around us. From our vantage point in the Milky Way, we're able to see other galaxies, nebulae, and star clusters in breathtaking detail. We're also a part of a pretty happening neighborhood, with lots of other stars and planets nearby. So we're lucky fellas. But what would happen if we weren't so lucky? What if the Earth was located in the center of the Milky Way instead? The center of the Milky Way is home to a region of space called the Central Bulge, and it's just packed with stars. It's like a disco ball, but instead of shiny mirrors, it's covered in stars. Only this disco ball is really huge, about 10,000 light years in diameter. The center of the Milky Way is also home to some extreme environments that would make even the bravest astronauts shiver. High energy particles and intense magnetic fields can wreak havoc on electronics and spacecraft. Intense radiation fields can fry anything in their path, so it's not exactly a friendly place for life as we know it. So if the Earth were located somewhere closer to the center of the Milky Way galaxy, it would be a very different place. Let's take a look at some of the potential effects. First of all, radiation. As we mentioned earlier, the center of the Milky Way is one of the most radiation-dense regions in the galaxy. It would make life on Earth very challenging, if not impossible. Sure, we have the Earth's magnetic field. It's like a giant shield that protects us from harmful radiation from outer space. But could it protect us if we were located in the center of the Milky Way? Unfortunately, the answer is no. It's kind of like trying to use a tiny umbrella to protect yourself from a massive storm. So it would be an easy win for the galaxy. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are some brave organisms that are able to adapt to high levels of radiation. We've seen that life on Earth has evolved to survive anywhere, from the depths of the ocean to the icy poles of the planet. So, let's imagine what would happen if we somehow evolved to survive in these harsh conditions. Like, picture humans with tough, scaly skin that protects them from radiation, and plants with unique structures that allow them to thrive in this bright environment. In that case, radiation could still have some seriously spooky effects on us. For example, it could damage DNA molecules and cause mutations. Imagine a world where plants grow with five leaves instead of four. Animals have strangely colored fur. Or people have unusual eye colors or other unique features. And these are just some of the best examples. Let's not dive into the bad ones. Also, it could cause us to undergo some metabolic changes. Maybe our bodies could process food and other resources more quickly, which could lead to faster growth rates and larger sizes. Plants could grow tall and thick, and animals would be much larger than usual. 
There are also some organisms on Earth that are able to bioluminesce. Thanks to high levels of radiation, these organisms could potentially glow even brighter than usual. Imagine walking through a forest at night and seeing trees, mushrooms, and even insects glowing with an eerie blue or green light. Frightening and amazing, isn't it? But let's move on to the next big change, gravity. The gravity in the center of the Milky Way is incredibly strong, all thanks to a supermassive black hole, which is about 4 million times the mass of the Sun. This black hole is called Sagittarius A. And yep, it's our neighbor now. Great. And assuming we don't get swallowed by this black hole or crushed by this incredibly strong gravity, it still could trigger lots of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. This black hole would be like the gravitational bully, pulling and tugging at everything in its path. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.